Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs Cinema, the podcast that today is going to try and keep some semblance of its title and try and just go Netflix vs Cinema and not just Cinema, Cinema, Cinema. Because we come to you in a week where cinema has flexed its muscle and has shown exactly what it is it can do and why cinema was made in the first place. But before we get ahead into that, I shall introduce myself. My name is Tosin, I am recording this up in the West Midlands and on the Isle of Wight with me we have, as ever, Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. (laughs) Yes. And so in case you did not realize from my veiled introduction, we are recording this in a week where finally, finally, the film that has been waiting for a while, the the cinematic event like no other, has finally been made available. No, I'm not talking about eighth grade. Avengers Endgame is out in the world. (laughs) Avengers Endgame has been released. It has culminated a 10-year thing. It has done all this stuff, it has broken all sorts of records, and as has been predicted, as we predicted last week, everybody has run scared. There's pretty much no other film that has been released, even though Sean managed to find one that he hadn't seen before. Isn't that right, Sean? That is right, yes, but we'll review that one next week. Yes, yes, we shall review that next week, we shall put that out of the way, because this week we are going to try and, as I say... Try try and stay true to the title of this show and try and find something to go up against this film, which I think we have all seen now. We've all seen Avengers Endgame, haven't we? Yes. I've seen it twice, I have to say, okay. <laughs> because there's been not a lot outside. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Now, on the island. Uh, the, the, the film, because sometimes, as we've had this discussion before, we don't get every film on the island. No. So the other film that I saw, which was uh, when I was on the mainland, so... But it doesn't look like it's going to come to the... No, because I doubt it. It would be lovely for someone else to see it. What? And Endgame has practically been on every screen, on the hour, every hour. <laughs> I know, I know. At the cinema. <laughs> so if you didn't want to watch it, you know, tough. Well, yeah. the thing is that you think it's bad, right? Actually, at this week, this past weekend, I was thinking about... Because I know my wife was thinking about going to going to see it. And I was actually trying to look at, oh, okay, what films are on? And it turned out that if you wanted to see a film between something like 12 midday and 5 p.m. that was not Avengers Endgame you were bang out of luck and this is we're talking about an eight <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about eight yeah. screen cinema we're, we're talking about eight, eight screen cinema and we we looked at it and on the weekend like even if I look at the timings at the weekend it so sort of says Avengers Endgame you have a 10 10 11 12 20 1 o'clock 2 o'clock 3 o'clock Four four twenty, yeah. five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight twenty, nine o'clock, nine forty-five, and that is in its second weekend of release. The other films, yes, yeah, the other films. Let's see, Tolkien. You don't see it until one o'clock. Um, the cost of La Lorena until four o'clock. Long sh- so essentially, you're just bang out of luck because in the middle of the day, it's like, yep, sorry, every single screen is showing Endgame, <laughs> <laughs> which, which. Quite frankly, it does not happen that often, especially at this age, as we say, of thing, other things to do. This is a kind of, it's, and I say, I think it's a time when cinema has just flexed its muscle and has just said, yeah, look at us, this is what we can do. Because I honestly can't think of anything, and bearing in mind that this film is being released at the same time as Game of Thrones Season 8 is on TV, is currently on TV. But I can't think of anything that would be released on TV or on, let's say, Netflix or anything like that would have 
this kind of dominance where people will be like, oh my God, you have to see this. Oh my God, we're going to shut everything yeah. down. I just, I think this is cinema saying, this is what only cinema can do. Only cinema can do. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people have been thinking, I do not want this spoiled for me in any way. So I'm going to go see it as soon as possible. And I think nearly everyone I've spoken to has said, I don't want it spoiled, so I'm going to see it as soon as I possibly can. Yeah, I, I reckon this would be one of the most worldwide. It'd probably be the biggest one, would you think? Yes, I think it's made billions. Or, or heading that, must be heading that way. Well, it made, it made $1.2 billion in its first week. So, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's paid the, for itself then. The, the, they're they're actually, happy with that then. If, if you actually put a search in for how much money into Google... One of the, the one of the first things that comes up is how much money has Endgame made so far, and, they, <laughs> and there's a website called Digital Spy, and they actually have a running total where they say come back to this page to find out up to date how much money has Avengers Endgame made. So, so before this film was released, I actually thought, oh, I was like, oh, I'm not sure because a it's Avengers and there's some people who just seem dead set against Marvel. They just they are. They, they seem invested in saying they don't like Marvel, whatever happens. And, mm. they, and I also thought the film was in such a way that because it's, because it's become such a thing of cultural significance that people, even people who don't particularly like superheroes are talking about this film. And I was like, well, it's, it's hard to please everybody. There's going to be some people who are going to be ripping their hair out and going, oh my God, they've ruined it. They've messed it up. And there was going mm -hmm. to be a backlash against the film. And, but it doesn't seem to be the case. I mean, as Sean said, you've seen it twice. And I think, well, I'm definitely going to see it at least twice. And I feel like there's so much in the film that you go watch it once. And I've had so many conversations with people who either they, they you know, friends of mine who know how, how into film I, I am, and they watch it. And I've had like, you know, this WhatsApp threads that go, hang on, what about this? What about that? What about that? What about yeah, you see, you see, I, I think with going to see it again is you actually see you see other things, you know, you see uh, things you didn't see before. I mean, the first show and I saw in 3D, but yep. I watched it again in 2D and it was a nice big screen. It was yeah. the big screen. And I actually saw a lot more than, because you can relax a little bit more, yeah, you, can you know, relax. and I you saw some extra bits, bits and bobs and it clear, you know, it was like, oh, right. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And you're still, and there is, it is a spectacle, isn't it? So there is a lot going on visually. So I think it's easy to miss stuff. Especially when there's so many characters you're trying to track, I think it can be, you can miss. You can miss key things, bits. yeah, definitely yeah, you miss sometimes. things. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a few bits. There was a few bits. What you know, extra, which I thought, oh yeah, and and even some of the dialogue, even some of the screenplay, you know, that, that, that was was. There now was this extra is bits. not a spoiler, but did you stay to the very end to see if there's going to be an end credit scene, like a farewell? Okay, without without saying anything about that, of course. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. I mean, it. it, it just yeah, felt... because because it it, it it you know, I mean, it felt right. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Oh, it's oh, I love that you've said that because that's exactly what I thought. I was like, it's been ten years. It's been twenty-two films. It's like, yeah. and in my head, I was thinking whether there is one or whether there isn't. It just feels right. <laughs> to, it feels right to to, yeah. to pay homage, to stick it out, to yeah. pay yeah. homage to everything, yeah. to to give tribute to what Marvel have done. And quite frankly, I was like, everybody who's been involved in making this film, I feel like it's not really about making this film; it's about the last ten years. You've got to give them some credit and say, I'm staying until the very end when they tell me, like you <laughs> know, how many yeah. babies were born through during the making of this film. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, oh, oh, yeah, but, uh, right, but, okay, let's, so, we are, we are called Netflix versus cinema, which means that we are going to have to try and find something on home entertainment that's going to go up against it. We can't, uh, I mean, obviously, there's Game of Thrones season eight that we've already, we've, we mentioned something about that, and it was a big, big episode this week that, um, but we have a rule that... That until the end of the series, until the end of a season, we don't we don't bring a TV show into this because the t- the story isn't over yet. Sean, you were going to say something. But I was, I was, I was going to say. Um, well, could we just not talk anything about the episode? But could we break the rules this time and just give give one thought without saying anything of of out of five, and and then we can discuss Avengers and. Okay. All see right. how TV, yeah. Okay, okay, because because I can I can hear from the other end of the line. I can hear Sean bursting. So <laughs> <laughs> so we we will have a little bit I would say a little bit out of 5 for this episode. Then what we're going to do is that we have found us we have found a poor a poor little thing, almost literally a poor little thing that is going yeah. to that is going to try and go up against the might of Avengers Endgame today in our it's just to pay homage to the name of this show and we'll, and so we're going to do a little bit of our Peter Rabbit. Oh, okay, we're going, to do a, we're going to break a little bit of our rules, talk a little bit about um, Game of Thrones Season 8 with no spoilers. No spoilers. And then, no spoilers at all. Just, just, just a rating. Just a rating. Okay, just a just, rating. Just for that, for, for last... For, for what, last week's episode. This week's episode, yeah. yeah okay. just, we just give a rating. We don't say anything about it. We just okay. say, and then we can discuss it off okay, in well, case people haven't seen it yet. Okay, we'll give a rating. Then we're going to have a quick... Um, we'll, well, I guess we'll... We'll pay. We'll get. We'll give lip service to Peter Rabbit. Then we're going to have a little bit of talk about Avengers Endgame. A little bit that we've already said with no spoilers. But what we're going to do is we're going to go into another. We're going to have another podcast of this in which we go in depth and we discuss everything about Avengers Endgame just to help pour Sean out because I know you're dying to talk about it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do another. Uh, uh, we're going to release two podcasts from this. I'm going to do a second one where we just discuss Avengers Endgame and everything into it. And also, we are going to have our super fan who listens to every show that we do and sends me messages asking questions and going on and saying that, um, and that's Nina. Nina, who keeps talking to me and going, oh my God, what about this? What about that? What about that? I'm going I'm to have a phone call conversation with Nina. And, oh, wow. That'd be good. Yes. And, and talk, talk to her about what she thought about Avengers Endgame, which, is gonna, which we're going to put into the spoilerific other, other episode. So, does that make sense? It does, yes, to uh, me. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Okay, cool. So for those of you who have not seen Avengers Endgame yet, we would encourage you to go because then you can listen to the whole thing. But we promise we will not... this particular episode you will not spoil anything the other one which will have big massive warning signs on it will tell you where we're just going to discuss everything in depth but first up so the um i think the the episode we're going to talk about in, in game of thrones is called the battle of winterfell or something no it's called the long night it's actually called the long night the long night but everybody's yeah. referring to it as the battle of winterfell so sean what was your rating of that episode what did you think okay i'm going to surprise you here yep three three Ooh. okay Yes, I can. I can totally see that. I can totally see that without saying anything else. I could. I could totally see that. Sharon, have you seen it? No. All right. Cool. I would go. I haven't. Oh. I'm. I'm a Game of Thrones boycotter. Ah. <laughs> okay. Cool. I. Uh, I, I I'm going to go four. You're going to go. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. can. You can understand why I went. What I did, can't you? Because I, I've, I've certainly got some issues with it. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, I will, I will admit, I will admit that yeah, uh, there's there are some issues with it. And there are some things that at the end, I'm kind of like, 
Um, uh, yeah, uh, and this is what this is. This is one of the things. I was, where, this is one of the things where I talk about uh, why we why we don't really talk about TV series until the whole thing is over. Because yeah. I feel like there's three more I, I, ep- there's I was, three more episodes that are left for Game of Thrones. There is, and I'm, I'm just going to say I'm just going. I'm just going to say this, is that I was quite, I was comfortable with the end. I thought the end of that particular episode was right. I was, I was more than happy with the end. It was some of the other stuff at the beginning mm. that I was really, really, I was like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> so that, you, we would not so do that. You've had, you've had, you've had battles where you know the tactics of battles. Why, for goodness sake, would you do that? Why know. would you use <laughs> up some of your best? I don't know. Anyway, Spoil- no, don't, don't go into spoiler area. How <laughs> many is it? A, is it a full season this final one, or is it like a, an abbreviated season? I think it's the full one. It's, full it, season. Well, it's it's a full season, but it's shorter than all the other ones. So there's only six episodes okay. in the final season. They are all oh, right. Yeah, and the other seasons have had at least eight, I believe. Yes, yeah, so normally they're sort of eight or ten, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but but some Sharon. Of, but for instance, this last one was the longest episode. It was the longest episode ever. It was over an hour, and they said that they're going to do other oh, things. Oh, I see. Yeah, they they're going at each in this season. They said some of the episodes are going to be feature length. Oh, okay. So they're making. Yeah, you got the same number of hours, but well, just like, over yeah. So, so you could say over. it's a film. Now yeah. I'm going to say this, Sharon. I yes. know I know you don't like the series, but you could watch one episode, which wouldn't matter if you didn't know anything about it, and it's, it's only one battle scene, and it's probably. I've said this before, it's the best battle scene yeah. I've seen on cinema or on TV, and that is the Battle of the Bastards. You need okay. to watch that episode, even if you don't watch anything else. Just well, watch that one battle. my reasons for not watching I Game know. of Thrones are quite specific. I think that George R. R. Martin has betrayed the book readers. Oh. I've said it. I've said it. And I've, um, as a book reader, I feel completely disenchanted with the whole business. But oh, just watch that thing as like a, well, well, because, nothing to do. Just watch the back. Oh, you mean because he, he hasn't released all the other books. He's just sort of lifted up to the TV. Yes, I think he's abandoned the books in favour of the television show. Because when I read Dance with Dragons, it was on season two of the show. And and he was saying, at the, at the end of Dance with Dragons, he was saying, I've got nearly all of Winds of Winter written. I'm just editing it and finalising it, and it'll be out within the next couple of years. That was seven years ago. It's probably after the Bucks. It's probably it's, then, it's a lot more lucrative, But in the I meantime, he's managed to release two books about the history of the Targaryens. <laughs> oh, really? Who cares about the history of the Targaryens? <laughs> well, if you've read the books, you get you get plenty about the history of the Targaryens. We want the Winds of Winter. <laughs> and now I've... And I've got to the point now where I'm thinking, you know what, even if you did release it now, I don't know if I can be bothered to read it oh. because I'm just so disenchanted with the whole business. Oh. Yeah, well, well I, I think I understand <laughs> what you're saying because I do think that it's, I do think that the book, oh, essentially, if the books had been released before the TV show was released, the, it would still allow the thunder of the TV show. And uh, yeah. t- quite frankly, the TV show is a bigger cultural deal than the books ever were yeah so so I, so it is in the interest to make sure that the books are not released and they release a tv show and then do the books uh yeah i i i hear what you're saying sharon i hear what you're saying and yeah I, but i feel you, they I, made I, a deal at some point saying we're gonna yeah they're gonna put the prioritize the television over the books yeah but yeah. i'm thinking because the books are quite different now by a book by dance with dragons they are so different to that point in the the television show, I don't quite frankly think it would matter because they were so different. Yeah, it'd be like a different, totally different. I think story. it's like it's like Walking Dead. I mean, the comics are so different to the television show that they they're in parallel to each other and they touch 
space every mm. now and then, but they run parallel to each other. And I think in some ways the books and the television thing of Game of Thrones are like parallel existences. They don't actually interact that much. Yeah. They've changed so many things that I think they could have done Winds of Winter without actually taking any thunder. Because, you know, who knows about Red John Connington? No. no one who hasn't read the books. Who knows about Lady Stoneheart? No one who hasn't read the books. So we want to know about what happened to those characters okay. as well as, you know, the main ones. So, again, it's like... Really You're passionate be- about it, I it can just see. Made me You're so like me. Cross. You're like me, you get passionate about things. Well, I'm waiting you are passionate seven years and then suddenly yeah. getting sort of told, you know, you know what? We're not just gonna bother giving you wins of winter now. You think, uh, oh, cheers. Oh, I think I think I think <laughs> yeah, they're gonna win until Sorry, the- you do- we digress massively. Yeah, the T V show's gonna be over and then all of a sudden it's it, as a marketing point of view, I can see why you would say T V show's over. Oh, and now that the tour is over, let's tell you what George R. R. Martin really wanted to do. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, the sales of those books are going to go through the roof because people are going to, see, people are going to compare it and everything like that. So um, anyway, yeah. anyway, so we are... That, okay, that's enough. Enough of Game of Thrones stuff. Uh, enough, uh, enough, yes. Enough. We're, we've broken our rules enough yeah. already. And Now, put that out of the way. Now, let's talk Peter Rabbit quickly. Peter uh, Rabbit. Peter yes. Rabbit. So, so Sharon... Uh, you saw Peter Rabbit this week. You managed to actually... Yes, I... You managed to find space for something else in your life that wasn't Avengers Endgame related or football, if you're Sean. Yes, it was. Yeah, I had this sort of afternoon in with my mum and so we were looking through films and we've, 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 this was bought like for Easter. So we thought, oh, we'll sit down and watch Peter Rabbit. But okay. there is a certain irony. There is a connection here with the, the Marvel Universe, ironically. Oh, yeah. If ever you've watched any of James, James Corden's sort of like video clips on YouTube, yep. before, in, before Infinity War was released, James Corden did a, a little short film called James Corden's Stars Tour of the, with the Stars. So it's like, and he had the cast of Infinity War on a tour of, of Hollywood looking at famous sites. And, um, and they stopped at this comic book shop and they got a lot of the actors from Infinity War to sign all these comic books. And you see him stood underneath a poster for Peter Rabbit saying, I can sign any Peter Rabbit merchandise for you if you like. <laughs> and they're all like going, <laughs> and they're all ignoring him completely. So there is a link between, um, yeah, so do watch it. It is quite funny. And it has, it does have nearly all of the cast of Infinity War on this double decker bus touring um, the Los Angeles. It's, it's quite bizarre. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Peter Rabbit. So Peter Rabbit is based on the characters by Beatrix Potter. Yep. And it, but it's set in sort of like modern day, Lake District, where you have Farmer McGregor and the rabbits who live in the burrow next door. And then you have this sort of like artist lady played by, I have lost her name. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne, who plays B. And she is an artist who lives next door and she like befriends all the animals. And she's sort of friendly with Farmer McGregor, but she doesn't agree with the fact that he tries to kill the animals and he won't let them in his garden. Then one day, Farmer McGregor drops dead of a heart attack and his property is inherited by his great nephew um, um, who's played by Donald, Donald Gleason. Gleason. Yes, and he comes along and he then commits, starts this battle with the rabbits uh, over the garden and his house and life in general whilst he is having this sort of swoony relationship with the lady next door. And so the rabbits don't like him and they try to do everything they can to make him go away yeah. with comic hijinks ensuing. Yeah. And so it is 
it is aimed at a family film. It's there's a little slapstick, there's sort of broad humour, and there's um, nods to the book. So you've got all of the characters from the books appear. You've got Peter Rabbit. You end up with Mrs. Tiggy Winkles in there. Um, Jeremy Fisher's in there. Um, the, the Tale of Glock, Piggling, Piggling Bland is there. There's loads of characters from the books that you would recognise. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so you've got, if you know Beatrix Potter, you can sort of, there's nods to different different characters all the way through. I don't really, I mean, I know of I know of Beatrix Potter and, and like, you know, Jemima Puddle Duck and all those, yeah. but I'd never read them. And I, oh, so, I don't really know. so not really. I'm a bit of a fan of Beatrix Potter because I've been oh, well, to Lake District and yeah. been to her house. And I'm a fan of her actual, her art that isn't part of her illustrations. She was a very gifted artist. And she was a bit of a scientist as well. She studied sort of mushrooms and fungi and stuff. Wow. And to this remarkable degree, had she been um, a, a, allowed to become a professional, a, to have any sort of job by her parents, she would have been a, a brilliant scientist. She had a really scientific mind. So yeah. she was so an what, excellent, a brilliant what, what, woman. What, what year were the books written? Are they like, In the 1920s. 1920s, oh, okay. Mostly. Yeah. That was that was the year when they were written. Just be, I think some of them started off just before, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were sort of like teens and twenties mainly. Cool. Oh, okay, so yeah. so Sharon, you're you're very well placed to actually answer this question because as a fan of the book and as a fan of, of Beatrice Potter's stuff before the film was released, yeah. because I personally didn't know anything about her before I saw the film, and I didn't know anything about the Peter. Uh, I, I knew Peter Rabbit was like this big or was a big deal. So, but yes, and I was watching it and. Obviously, this is a film. It's made, and it's all like Hollywood. And I was looking for just science that they had taken this thing and they'd Hollywood Hollywood Hollywoodized it up. And um, and yeah. like the fact that I have this whole thing about James Corden that whenever he plays a character, he kind of takes over and makes it the James Corden show. And it isn't actually. It might not be. I was once I heard it was James Corden. I was like, this probably isn't going to be true to the original spirit. But you are a really good play, <laughs> person who is well placed to say. So, what did you think about that from that from that point of view? I think it very much is James Corden's Peter Rabbit rather than Beatrix Potter's Peter Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> he's a bit brash. He's a bit li- loud. He's a bit full of himself. And he's a bit of a lad. Whereas, <laughs> a bit of a lad. Whereas Peter Rabbit, um, Beatrix Potter's Peter Rabbit was a bit cheeky. Okay. He's a bit of a cheeky boy, but he wasn't a lad. Right. So he's very much is James Corden's um, Peter Rabbit. And the only thing I must say, I did find it rather distracting because they're saying, oh, this is Windermere. Oh, and I'm going to drive down into the village of Windermere and go to the shop. And I've been to Windermere and it looks nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously, <laughs> it has obviously not been filmed anywhere near the Lake District. And I later found out that it's actually filmed in Australia. So oh. nearly all the voice artists are Australian, putting oh, yeah. on English accents to different degrees. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, uh, but yes, yeah, so it's yeah. Oh yeah, I did not think about that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But yeah, the, and the scenery—it's—it's it's not the Lake District. And there's one scene where they're at a bridge, and I'm thinking that bridge does not exist anywhere in the Lake District or anywhere in Great Britain. It's just not a British bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, and there's certain scenes where I'm thinking. Those road markings look a bit odd, and it's yes, it's it's clearly not filmed in this country. But that can be a bit distractive, only if you're a bit of a purist like me. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, so what would what if you're going to come down and say, okay, we're going to give this thing uh, a rating? What would you how what would you rate it? 
Well, me and my mum enjoyed it, and I think it is family friendly. There's a little bit of sort of slapstick and silliness goes on, that, but nothing that's too broad or anything that you couldn't watch comfortably with young children. So on that basis, I would give it a solid three. Yeah. I don't think it's... You know, classic. I don't think it's one of those films that we look back in 20 years and going, oh, Peter Rabbit, that wonderful classic <laughs> of, of cinema. So I think it's a solid three. It's entertaining enough for children and the family and, or like me, watching it with your 85-year-old mother. <laughs> All right, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, agreed with, I agree with you. I think when I actually re- I reviewed that when it came out in cinemas and I, I, I gave it a three as well. Um, it, I'll tell you one thing, it's definitely no Paddington 2. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no, because Paddington 2 is, I think that film is almost transcendent. But <laughs> Yes, I think, yeah. yeah, Hugh Laurie, not Hugh Laurie, Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant is yeah. just a sublime in it. Yeah, he's sublime in it. So, yeah, this is, yeah, this is entertaining, but it's not above the average. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I mean, there's more we could say about that, but quite frankly, we don't really want to because we have something. It's enough, yeah. <laughs> it's enough. I mean, Sean, there's anything you want to say about Peter Rabbit? No. I've not seen it, no, so nothing to want to see a bit say about Peter Rabbit, because right, cool. I haven't seen it. All right, cool. Is there anything else that we might want to talk about instead of Peter Rabbit? I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe it has to do with superheroes. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I I see on Netflix now they do have, I mean, you know, they do have some sort of film films that have been at the cinema, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like Peter Rabbit was at the cinema. So, what happens if... What happens if uh, I watch something on Netflix if I want to watch a film again. So say a film I've if seen at the seen cinema. If you've seen it again, it doesn't count. It's got not to allowed, be the first viewing. It's got to be the first viewing. That's okay, that's rules. fine. That Dems was the rules. Yeah, the no, rules. I remember. I was just, just checking on that. Yeah, so, there's the if, rules. There's the rules. But that's the rules. Because I actually saw something that stars one of the stars of Avengers Endgame. It's a film that has Paul Rudd in it called Ideal Home. But I'm not going to talk about that. No, next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. Next week. Okay. Next yes. week. Yeah. Well, I, I really so want to talk about um, eighth grade. I really, really want to talk about that. So hopefully, if you get a chance to. Get behind to your see, ear for next week. Yeah, behind the ear for next week. But then you guys, well, I doubt you'll be able to sit, Sharon, because it probably won't come to the I island. Doubt it, but yeah. I'm hoping. I might find something equally worthy. Mm. I've, I've heard good right. things about eighth grade, and I'm trying to track it down because I was surprised when you said it was out because I didn't think it was out because it's not even any, it's not anywhere near any, any of the cinemas near me. So. Oh. Yeah. How strange. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I mean, honestly, can't find it anywhere. You, you'll have to go to Paul eight forty-five or something because <laughs> I, I be, I've been checking eight forty-five at Paul, just the one showing. So okay, so, cool. Yeah. All, all right. So so now we, we now we've gotten the sort of amuse bouche out of the way. We come onto the main meal of this week's podcast, and that this is Avengers Endgame. It's a film that almost kind of you know how usually when we talk about stuff, we try and give like a. Uh, we try and give a uh, a synopsis of the film and say, oh, this is what happens in the film. And it's almost pointless with this film. All you have to say is Avengers Endgame. People kind of know. It's the new, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the new film. Uh, it's a new film out. It is the 22nd film in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Or this, well, at one point, which was probably referred to as the Marvel Cinematic Experiment. Because what they were trying to do with the films had never been done before. It's... it's an, it struck me when we were watching this film that what they've essentially done is they have made a TV series at the cinema. So you know the same way how like oh, we're talking about Game of Thrones and how you have Game of Thrones yeah. season eight and everything that you've seen so far has built up to season eight. And I was like, oh my god, this this is the cinematic equivalent. They have made a season eight in cinema, but there's mm. but there's twenty one previous. Se- I was like. And I was just like, oh my, how did they do this? <laughs> this is, it's crazy. Yeah, because there is a story arc, isn't there? There is this overarching 
theme that runs through them all that links them all. So yeah, I don't think it's ever been done. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's ever been done. And when you, when you look at the cast of this film, like to, at the end of the film, they, they you know they come up and they start giving you the cast of the film, and you think, oh my, this is madness. This, how do you get all yeah. these people in the same film? <laughs> You just you just think this is crazy. It has just become this big, massive, overwhelming thing. So I mean, I'm not even going to talk about what the what the plot is. Uh, you know the, the general thing. Infinity War came out last year. Um, you had this big, big, big blue, you know, big purple guy called Thanos who was looking for Infinity Stones. He managed to do something at the end of this, and then this follows on from that. This follows on almost in the from the immediate aftermath of the first film. So I'm just going to yeah. ask, what did you guys think? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. yeah okay. You, you go, Sean. I, I, right. For me, uh, this film brought everything together, yeah. and I think it did a really, really, really great job of bringing everything together that we've been waiting for. And it was like a, it was like a three act. I thought it was mm. like in three, yes. three acts. So yeah, three hour film, three acts. Believe yeah. it. Be, believe it or not, there were some moments where I was quite. Quite, I nearly, I nearly got quite teary, which yeah. is really, really amazing because it never happens. And there was, there was a couple of things. Um, I hands up, I felt teary at the end. Yeah, I was a bit, yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, yeah I thought it was. I'd uh, blow uh, my old nose uh, before uh, I leave the Especially cinema. in the four, especially in the, the you know, the, the, the previous. Hour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, in the like, like the first part where yeah. you know yeah. you can understand yeah. how things. I mean, yeah. it was just. It just worked really so well, 3,000. Yeah. You know, it was just really, really, really good, I thought. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So I have to say, and and the action was great. And I, I don't know, it, it, it yeah, just it, worked. It worked. It was, yeah. it was well done and it brought everything together and it was quite emotional in parts as yeah. well. My biggest concern before I watched it was that they're going to make it too easy, that they're going to do like a click of the fingers and everything's going to be... Sorted. Um, uh, no, sort of don't like worry. Reset the clock. Yeah, good guys win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I thought if they do it and it's too easy, I would just feel a bit cheated. And you know they didn't. Mm. I thought that they did it. Well, I wouldn't have been able to predict how they would do it because I thought, how would they? How would you get to a certain point without cheating all that's gone before? Mm. And they didn't. And so I was really impressed by the how how skillfully it was it was constructed and i think it was constructed really well it was it really was it you was have, a lot of thought yeah, went into it because i know one yeah. of my friends commented he thought that then if certain parts were a bit slow and i thought no i don't think they were i, I thought you either. had to have that sort of pacing and to For get sure. the emotional impact of, of certain events okay. otherwise without that sort of, without seeing the consequences of some events you're not going to be able to see what drives people you no. need to be able to see okay this is an event and these are the consequences and this is how we're going to react and i think you have to have those three stages yeah definitely. so i think without that it would have been to me i would have felt slightly cheated if they'd if it'd been a bit too easy for them to sort things out yeah, yeah i agree totally with that but it seems like a heist movie in some ways that yeah. sometimes you want the heist you want the heist to go really really well yeah and then sometimes you get these sort of spanners get thrown in and you're going oh no what's going to happen now and i had that sort of reaction at certain points in the film so i think it's kept me engaged with yeah. what's happening on Definitely. the screen and it, it didn't seem that long really no, i was no. quite surprising how no. you know it just didn't sit i would thought yeah, do i need to take my sandwiches and a flask <laughs> with me if it's going to be <laughs> three hours long <laughs> 
and I got by with the two packets of Maltesers. Yeah. So I was yeah. happy. Only small packets. They weren't like the two grab bags of Maltesers. They were like two standard size packets of Maltesers. That yeah. got me through the film. I think I had a bag of carrot batons. That was got, got me through the film. <laughs> Actually talking Crunchy. about it now, I want to go yeah. and see it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I think that... There's... Well, pick a nap. Well, well, I, I think I agree with everything you guys are saying because I mean, before I saw this film, I, I essentially said, um, I was like, look, I really don't, I think that they've earned the rights to do whatever they want because quite frankly, the last 10 years, the, the last 21 films, they have pulled off something that's just amazing. It's going to the point where I just trust this company. I trust these guys. I'm like, look, whatever they do is fine by me. I might like it. I might not like it. I might be prepared to not like it. But even if I didn't like it, they get a free pass for me because of what they've done over the yeah. last ten years. That that was, but I watched the film and I was like, oh my, oh my god, they are they're still working so hard. I mean, it's it, the the two words that came to my mind when I was watching this film was victory lap. I was like, this film is a total victory lap for the yeah. last ten years. So it's yeah yeah, and there's two kinds of victory lap. So it's kind of like you know what you say in Bolt in Rio 2016. He finishes his thing. Mm. He's won his ninth gold medal. He's running around the thing. So you came to see the gold. You came to see him win the gold medal. But now he's won the gold medal. And now you're just enjoying him running around the track. You're loving yeah. everything he's doing. And in my head, I was thinking, that's what this film is. They've won the gold medal. They, they've made this film the biggest, the biggest deal ever, even before the film was released. They, that is their gold medal. And now they're going for a victory lap. But they're still working so hard on their victory lap because they want to finish this thing well. And they do it so... I mean, they, what you were saying about the first bit, I mean, they do it so well and bring everything together because I know there were a lot of people who were shocked at the end of the previous film, Avengers Infinity War, that, and they, they said, the people were like, oh my God, what? What have they done? They can't end the film like that because if that film stood alone on its own without anything, it has a massive, probably one of the biggest downbeat endings but, I mean, with people like us who, yeah. are like, like Sean and I, I mean, we were reading comic books for ages, so we kind of know what's, we, we and f so we knew, okay, that, that's not the end of the story. And also, if you, were, if you had any interest in film, you knew there was going to be another Avengers movie, so you knew that wasn't the end of the story. So for me, the end of Infinity War didn't quite have that impact. I was kind of like, well, yeah, well, we know that's not the end of the story. And, but for people who didn't know, I think it had a massive, people were like, what the? Apparently, there were people who watched it who didn't realize there was a second film coming <laughs> and were, were totally so crestfallen by the end of that film. And I wasn't, so I didn't feel like the ending of that worked that well. But the beginning of this film makes the ending of Infinity War work so much better for me. Because, definitely, definitely, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's like how um, what you were saying, Sharon, about it not being too easy because there is a world in which somebody decides to make this film and it's just kind of like, all right, that happened in the last film, but hey, forget about that. Now we're just going to carry on. But the first, yeah. <clears throat> as Sean was saying, the first third of this film pretty much deals with the aftermath of the, of the last film. And what sells it for me is the performances and the characters. Because within this world, obviously, we know there's going to be another film, but the characters don't know there's going to be another film. And at the beginning of Endgame, they sell that so well. Like what is what every single character who is left after Infinity War, every single character, they you you believe that they are dealing with something like oh my god, but, I mean hopefully by now it shouldn't be a spoiler to say at the end of Infinity War they fail. And 
and you, you yes. and you get to see how they deal with it and i think every single one of the actors just brings their a game i mean scarlett johansson is awesome <laughs> she is awesome in in the whole mm-hmm. oh my god what do we do now Ca- um chris evans as captain america great robert downey jr is amazing as tony Stark. he's really good oh, they, I, he definitely is, definitely he is amazing and, <laughs> and and i have to say Jeremy Renner as well. I mean, oh, that was sort of like great, really. I mm. thought, I mean, to me, that was, that was, he played that brilliantly. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you agree with that one? Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Because yeah. just the, so, idea, the idea that you get, the, that you get the idea that it's real for these characters and they all sell the fact that it is real for them. That this is, and so the first hour of the film is almost kind of like you know, it's like a film about survivors of a war. That and, yes, yeah, and how it, they di- cope, how they react in different ways. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's, it's yeah, about, definitely. That's, it really does. You really do get that feeling as well mm. that this is a you know this is a changed world, a changed world. Yeah, and they're reeling happened. from it, and they're they're you know real. They're trying to keep some semblance of normal yeah. life, but it's just like. Trying to carry on. Trying but to yeah, carry on. They, they've all sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, no, they're, totally but they're right. all scarred. And so I think the of this film, I mean, it just, as I said, it makes the ending of Infinity, it sells, it sells to me yeah. the ending of Infinity War, that these people are like, yes, they have lost something. They have lost something big and they're not going to, they're not going to, um, it's not going to be easy for them. They're not going to just no. get up and move on with it. And it's, I love the fact that it also takes this whole thing of, even though they're superheroes and they have all this strength and they can do all this stuff, that there is a limit to what they can achieve. And the film makes some decisions. I mean, in the first 15 minutes of this film, uh, pretty much the trailers, and one thing I love about the trailers is that the trailers of this film, almost everything in the trailers was from the first 15 minutes of the film. So, you know, yeah. you're, okay, I'm expected to see that, expected to see that, expected to see that. But everything in between the bits you've seen in the trailers, I was shocked. I was like, what? That, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, sit. Oh, good Lord, what are you going to do now? And, <laughs> and I, and I love, I, I just loved the way they did that. I love the way that they took it seriously. They gave these characters the due that they deserved. They essentially went, all right. This is kind of like a real world. Sure enough, people can fly. Sure enough, people can blast things from their hands. Sure enough, people can build um, billion-dollar suits, which they use to fight crime. But their emotions are real, and they worked for every single thing that shows up in the film. Mm. And I just, I absolutely, absolutely love that. Yeah, definitely. And even some of the sort of comic effect. You know, there's some some of the the after effects that they've dealt with in a sort of comic way. Yes. But there's real pathos in there as well. You can really see the pain. Yeah. Even though some of it you think there's humour yeah. there, but you can see the pain through it. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, they, they can't, even things that you'd think, oh, you know, that's just silly. Yeah. It's, they've dealt with it in a way that, yes, people do react in different ways and someone could go from there to there, yeah. thinking of one definitely. character in particular, yeah, well, and you yeah, think yeah. it could happen, couldn't yeah, it? Definitely. Because people do, if they lose their purpose, they... Mm. Yeah. And they feel they've got. Yeah. What, what do they do when you do end up, you know, <laughs> yeah. eating, watching the telling I and mean, playing video games with your mates? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, you know, you do get people react different ways. Yeah. 
and, and we will and obviously we're going to have a spoilerific bit so for those of you who have yeah. seen the film you know what we're talking about and we will go into it in depth in the spoilerific bit um when when this first bit's over but i i, I sharon yeah i couldn't agree with you more i just couldn't agree with you i think and the the humor as well was so impressive because you're going through all this stuff that's quite frankly quite dark you're going through all this stuff that is yes. that they're talking about. It's quite dark. You're dealing with like you know survivors of a massive event. You have people who have guilt because they feel they could have done more. You have people who don't know where they're gonna go now because like how do you carry on when the the world has changed so irrevocably, which um, has echoes of you know real life situations that we've had in the past mm. decade. Uh, but at the same time, you have this humor in there, which I and I feel the way it's dealt with in the film. It's I'm kind of like yeah, but that's actually that's life. Because bad things yeah. happen, but that doesn't mean that there's no laughter left. There's still, and they, they, they just do that so well. They nail the tone. <laughs> they I, do. They, I, uh, I think uh, yeah, definitely. The tone in the film is nailed so well. There's, there's bits in it where, uh, I, I think even later on, when they sort of like come up with, okay, what's the plot of this film? What's going to happen? Like, let's say the second act where things kick off and they go, all right, we, maybe yeah. there's something we can do. They, they go into this whole thing where they, they don't give themselves, they don't, they don't make it easy for themselves. They don't give themselves an easy out, so to say. And they explain to you exactly why they're not going to give you an easy out. Yeah. And, I, I mean, also, things, things are explained well where, you know, to me, they make sense. Like we, like we were talking about, you, you know, with the, the character we're talking about, with the sort of comedian bit, where all the settlement, you know what I mean, where it is and, and yeah, yeah. How, how, how that's come to be. And, and it's just like, Wow, you've really thought about this. You know, you could have made it a, a lot different, but you, you've given this some thought. You know, that you've bit was particularly. To, yeah. You know what I mean? You tried to stay true to these yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, that was a great touch, really. That you know, that nice rocky yeah. place. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it was that was, that was just. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Sure, Sean, at this yeah, point in time, so. I would like I would like to just sort of say I commend you so much for how much you're trying not to give any spoilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Don't worry, it's not long now. You can let it all flow. <laughs> I commend I commend yeah. you so much because I know I know how much you love to talk about the nitty and gritty of stuff, but <laughs> but but yeah, and the, but that bit, but you, but that bit was yeah. was you know, it's just. Well, yeah, they've 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 done yeah. that right, you know. That's that's logical. That is that's where they would seek. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where they would go. And and at the end of the film, the thing that gets me is that at the end of the film, it's a kind of film where uh, I was sitting, I was, I was expecting to be able to sit down at the end of the film and go, "Hang on a second, what about that? That wouldn't happen if you did that. That wouldn't happen if you did that." that but I've sat down, thought about it, and. I'll be like, actually, no, no, that works. I've, I've pretty much interrogated the film and gone through it and gone. I was like, oh no, yeah. okay, no, that links. Oh no, no, that, oh, oh no, that's covered off. Oh the, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And as I said, there's some people who are like, oh, hang on a second, isn't that a plot hole? But I haven't heard anybody say anything to me that is actually a plot hole. I think it's just that they haven't quite understood what goes on because the the as the the plot that unfolds is it requires a little bit of physics. And it requires a little bit of of understanding, and, and it's a little bit mind bending. But when I but but I think once you, for me, when you get your head around it, you're like, actually, it makes sense. Yeah, this it holds together. It holds together. It is consistent. It is consistent. All and I don't think. Well, I think that that's just a massive achievement. I mean, being able to do that. It the, for me, the way the plot goes, it, it gives you, it makes you ask questions about some of the characters. But I just, uh, I'm like, hang on. But if that was the case, that means that, oh my God, 
oh, the, the whole time, oh my god. <laughs> so it, it, it makes you ask questions about it, but I, I just love it. And I said, I mean, you guys were talking about crying. I think I was close to tears twice, and there was once where I'm pretty sure I had a tear in my eye. There was once in the film where I was actually like, oh, good lord, they... They, 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 they. It's got me. Yeah, it's got me. Yeah, they're they're, they're doing this. They're they're, they're pulling this off, uh, like at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, where you had um, where there's a scene that most people have said that they cried at between Rocket Raccoon and Groot, and people are like, "Why am I crying? It's just a CG tree and a CG raccoon. <laughs> Why is that water coming out of my eyes?" And I think in this film, you're thinking it's about superheroes. Why is it so emotional? <laughs> so, oh, but yeah, I mean, I I love that. So, I think because I know you guys have to get to a film quiz. Yep. Yeah, I know you have to get to a film quiz, and we still need to delve into. We still need to give some good time to speak about spoilers and everything like that. And I'm quite impressed with us, and I'm beginning to realize we could speak a lot longer about this film without giving without, any spoilers yeah. away. But I think we yeah. should we should put people out of their misery and just say, look, just go watch this film, all right? Just go watch this film. But what what would you rate it? How many stars would you give it? I, I'm, I'm giving it a five all the way. Yeah, for me. I, I, um, I just I'm trying to think. Well, normally, I sort of start with a perfect score yeah. and take points off if I don't like something, and I can't this one. I think it's going to have to be a five. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think it's going to have to be a five because <laughs> That's, that, yeah. that must be a first, <laughs> yeah. mustn't it? Yeah, I think it's, it's normally a, I. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's perfect by any sense of the imagination, but I think as to round up what's happened over the last ten years and to round up what's happened over twenty two films. It is pretty perfect. It's, it is. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, I'm like, wow. How did you? Sheesh. How did you? They they've done it. They've they've challenged you. They haven't done exactly what you'd expect. They haven't, as as you said, they don't just click their fingers and everything is back. Oh, it was all a dream. It was <laughs> like, hey. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah, my only. Yeah, if anything, the only thing I would say is there's some characters I wanted a bit more about yes. or I wanted to see more of and some thinking, if anything, I would want like the Peter Jackson version of this now. I want the five-hour <laughs> version yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that fills in all those gaps. <laughs> well, like the Lord of the Rings special editions, you know, I want the full whammy because there's a few things I'm thinking, I, would, I could have done a bit more there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so- they, I, I suppose there's so many characters, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they just talk. It's just superheroes alone. You're talking over twenty, and God knows yeah. about it. <laughs> so it's yeah. Oh, I'm funny because I, before we started recording, Sharon, you said um, you said that you were asking. Okay, so what happens now? Where does it go from here? And I think they've noticed that. I obviously this is Marvel. Now we're going to the real world. We talk about the business side of things. Marvel is owned by Disney. And they're late, yeah. later on in the year, they're releasing. Um, they're gonna they're gonna start on their, their their rival to Netflix called Disney Plus, and some of the characters in the film are going to have TV shows. So they're gonna have like you know six episode miniseries based on those characters. And I think that they're going to. That, oh, okay. Yeah. So I think and Hawkeye is going to have a miniseries. Well, there's there's a series that's going to be made about the Scarlet Witch and Vision called WandaVision that's going to be on there. Loki. And if you've watched um, Infinity War, this might be a bit of a surprise for you. Loki is going to have a mini series, which I think might answer some questions. That are, 
Yeah. He's he's really popular, Loki. Yeah. Loki yeah. is a Loki very, is... very very popular character. Yeah, I think um, a lot a, a lot of lot a lot of ladies like Loki for some yeah. reason. Yeah. So. I think he's got a twinkle. <laughs> I think Tom Hiddleston owes a lot of his current fame down to Loki. So <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, definitely. yeah. Loki. Will they will they, will they will they be the same actors playing the roles though? The same That's actors. That's the thing. They're, they're, yeah, well, like so in Hawkeye. But, yeah, it's the same actors. I imagine actors. they'd be. Oh, well, yeah. that's okay then. Yeah. They've got the power behind that. Yeah, they, so, they've right. got the money. So, yeah, they'd probably be able to, mm. yeah, they'd probably be able to take, uh, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. then and everything else will just all go go on to the, the Disney yeah. Channel or whatever they're going to call it. Well, yeah. And right. it wouldn't surprise me if eventually if they make a move on, on the DC characters. <laughs> <laughs> or, they want to own the world. Yeah, well, yeah. Do they, a crossover, you know, do a crossover. Dude, I mean, it's been done in the comics. It's it been has, done in the comics. It has been done, it's been in, done the in the comics. There yeah. has been crossovers. There's it, been it has Spider-Man been, and Superman. It has been done been... in the comics. Oh. I would say it was never particularly popular when it was done in the comics, but it has been done no. in the comics. But, it's... but I mean, it, there's quite a few fans of the film that probably haven't read the comics, but still enjoy the film. So Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what will happen. But, okay, so... Yeah. We need to get onto the spoilerific chat that we are going to have, where we're going to talk about everything about this film in depth, things that go on, all that sort of stuff, and why the and why, in my point of view, the film makes sense, even though there's loads of people who have tried to go, oh no, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, you don't understand, you you were not you were not tracking, you were not following. Let me explain it to you. Let me explain to you, young Padawan. Let me explain to you why this makes sense. So um, we we are going to do that, and we have to end, uh, we have to stop this here. So all we're going to say is thank you so much for listening to us. Us. we will see you next week where we will talk about eighth grade and we will i think it would have been two weeks by that time by the time avengers endgame was out so things would have calmed yes. down a bit things would have calmed down a bit you would have gone to see it if you have any thoughts please do get in touch with us on twitter uh, at uh, at netflix versus cinema so netflix vs cinema um or, or with the same thing on facebook get in touch with us and let us know what you thought about it and anything like and maybe you too can come onto the show like nina is going to come and when you hear the spoilerific chat we have and say what you thought about different things it will be great to see you we will see you next week and until then it's a goodbye from me goodbye for me and uh goodbye for me Oh, I forgot to say who won this week, but I think it's pretty obvious. This week it's cinema. Uh, yeah. It's a big massive win. Smashed it. C- <laughs> cinema smashed it. Cinema Absolutely. smash. Poor old yeah. Peter Rabbit. That's it. Poor yeah. Peter Rabbit. He never had a chance. He did, did he? <laughs> never had a chance. All right, cool. We will see you next week. And for those of you who might be listening to us online, we will see you in a second, a couple of seconds when you listen to our big chat where we go in depth into Avengers Endgame and talk about all the different things. All right. Thank you. Bye.